0: Hey folks, good morning. Thanks for joining us here uh, online for Liberty Grace's service. Uh, I want to make you aware of lots of announcements that are coming up. We're going we're gonna to tell you about some of the things that we're doing. We got a, a Good Friday service coming up this Friday night at 7 o'clock. So that'll be this Friday at the church seven o'clock in person at the church. We're gonna gonna take time to to really understand a little bit about what Good Friday was about and the sacrifice that Christ made, Uh, partake in the bread and the cup and spend some time remembering the sacrifice made on our behalf. As well, going forward, we're gonna be making some changes to our online presence. We're gonna begin uh, to stream our first service, and so the 9:30 service, we're going to begin to present that as an option to you. Uh, it should be available every Sunday morning, about 9:45 or so. Uh, we will let you know over the next couple of weeks more details about that. But as you're watching online, we want you to be aware of that. Uh, it will no longer be available at 9 a.m., but you'll have to wait till about 9:45, and you can watch it live. Or you can wait till about 1030 or so, and the video would be available then for your pleasure all week long. So I hope that uh, you are doing well and those announcements find you well.
1: Uh, There's a couple of more things that uh, Ben's going to tell you about. Hey, everyone. Happy Palm Sunday to you. The, The Sunday that we celebrate Jesus' triumphal entry and look forward to Jesus triumphantly coming back to the earth again someday to establish his kingdom. So hopefully that gives us some hope this morning, and and we'll learn more from Pastor Doug in a bit about On Our Way to Hope. But a couple announcements real quick. Uh, a couple announcements related to Camp Manowagon specifically. Camp Manowagon is our district church camp, and we have some things coming up there. Uh, coming up, the end of April is our spring youth retreat. This is our district youth retreat that you, we we usually have in the winter, but it got pushed back to spring this year. That is April 30th through May 2nd, and that retreat is open to seventh through twelfth grade. Again, that's at Camp Manawagon over by Lake Racetown. The cost for that is fifty dollars, and you can talk to me or you can go to our Veracity Facebook page or Veracity. Instagram to find the sign up for that. So that's a spring retreat, April 30th through May 2nd, Camp Manwagon 7th through 12th grade. Also coming up in relation to camp is our annual Camp Work Day where we take a group over to Camp Manwagon to work for the day and help them prep and get ready for the summer camp season. That will be happening May 21st. It's a Friday, so mark that on your schedule. Friday, May 21st. We'll leave the church here at about 7 a.m. Uh, we'll stop and grab some breakfast on the way. Uh, we'll work all day at camp and we'll be back here around 5 p.m. that afternoon. So, May 21st, Camp Work Day. And then finally, uh, the summer camp brochures are here. So kids from second grade all the way through, uh, students that graduate this spring can come to summer camp at Camp Mantlewagon this summer. So pick up a brochure at the church on the information table or go to campmantlewagon.com for more information on that, see what week your child is eligible for, the cost for that information on registering, it's all at campmanowagon.com or you can grab a brochure here at the church. So lots of good stuff coming up as we start to head into spring and summer into camp season. So enjoy the rest of your day to day.
0: Hey, you know, we have been studying through, uh, this series on the way to hope. And I told you that, that it's the destination that we're getting to. We're, we're looking to be, uh, on our way to a destination. The destination is hope. How do we restore that as we go through sufferings and persevere and develop our character and we find ourselves looking and reaching for hope? What does that look like? And and we're going to talk specifically about hope next week uh, on the Resurrection Sunday uh, Easter, and I hope that you will join us, but... We are looking at Romans chapter five. Once again, we're going to start with these six verses just to remind us of what it is that we that we have. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ and through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in his sufferings. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who he has given to us. You see, just at the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Through the initial shock and the pain of suffering as we have traveled this road together, as we think about it as a walk, as a, as a period of time, maybe a season in your life, that pain and suffering uh, came and we have pressed on through perseverance, through those long nights of perseverance and, and have tried to come out on the other side as we develop our character. What I'm not going to do today is tell you what you do and don't do. I'm going to tell you a little bit about the theory of your character and how the inside of your heart will reflect what you truly believe and you develop that character. You can become through perseverance, right? You can become bitter or better. It's a very simple change, right? One letter changes the entire meaning of a word. You can become bitter through perseverance. You can think, why am I having to go through this so long? I want to just turn back, and I want to go back into the suffering. It's too hard. And you could become bitter because you had to go through something, because you had to, to, to change the way in which you view things. Or you could become better. You could understand what it is that that God was doing through this time and, and how his hope can lead you to something that is better. So you have a choice to become bitter or better. That's kind of where we landed last year. My prayer is that we learn to use the pain and the suffering to develop empathy, that that we empathize with what's going on in our world, in people's lives around us, that we would understand more clearly what they go through and develop our care for other people. Now, this isn't without precedence because biblically speaking, this is exactly what what God does for us on a regular basis. If you're gonna follow along this morning, we're gonna go to Rome or we're gonna... start in Romans. We're going to go to 1 Corinthians, the very next book here. We're 2 Corinthians. We're going to find ourselves chapter 1, 2 Corinthians, verses 3 through 5. Paul writes this, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles. So that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort that we ourselves receive from God. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. Again, it's amazing to me as we continue to unpack this series that over and over, layer by layer, God has has woven together this fabric of suffering and perseverance, character development and hope. And in every passage that we look at, we see some of this, that even in our sufferings, God provides comfort through all that we go through. It's important that we recognize this. What what Paul says here in this first phrase, that we recognize the God of compassion, the God of all comfort, that, that in our own lives we can take comfort in that, that we have peace with God, that when we are suffering, he comforts us directly. That as we persevere, remember, he walks alongside of us and has been acquainted with suffering on our behalf. Drink it in. Allow yourself to be comforted by the word of God. Allow yourself to be comforted by those around you that love God. Drink it in and kind of store it up and and, and hold on to it to, to, to be able to be used at another time. Recognize the God of compassion and comfort in your life. Drink it in. And then when you get to a place where you have an opportunity, find ways to give it away. That's what this verse is about, right? That we serve a God The God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of compassion, God of all comfort, who comforts us in our troubles. We can soak that in and be a part of what it is he's doing to minister to our hearts and lives. But then we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort that we ourselves receive from God. If you allow yourself to be comforted by the word of God, by his people, by the hope that is eternity, then you can soak it in and and be refreshed and refilled and refueled so that when you come along to an instance where someone else needs to be comforted in any trouble, you have a storehouse of comfort. You've been given comfort from God from his compassionate heart, so that you can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort that you've already received. Again, it holds true to the principle that that everything is from him and through him and to him. It applies to our money, our time, our comfort that even the comfort we get from God, from, from all of the things that he does in our world, the beauty of creation, the sunshine that's out there today, that comfort is for us, for our benefit, but also for the benefit that we come in contact with. Those folks that we have an opportunity to comfort. It's up to us to develop our character in a way that we appreciate the comfort and yet see the needs for comfort in our world. So we take what God gives to us, we develop our character and say, how can I then comfort other people? God has brought you through and he has prepared you to minister to the needs of others. He's been working in your heart and in your mind this entire year. He's done it for me. My empathy is is just bursting because that's how my heart works. But, But it's been overwhelming at times to hear of all the pain in our world, to see the needs in people's lives. But yet I know that the comfort I receive from God is enough for our world. He's been preparing you in much the same way. And the choice is going to be up to you. How do you develop your character? How do you change the things that nobody sees? Because that character is what makes the decisions to see needs and to meet needs. Your character matters. Not just your behavior that we'll talk about that in a minute. It matters your character, what it is that you wrestle with internally that no one else sees. To me, it's pretty appropriate that one of the the things I want to study with you today and explain to you is the verse that the name of our church comes from. And this was here before me. I've been here almost 17 years, but in the couple of years that the church existed before me, they chose the name Liberty for a reason. And it comes out of Galatians chapter 5, verse 13. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, as the NIV says, The the previous translation would say, you, my brothers and sisters, were called unto liberty. You have been given freedom, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. Now, that first phrase, you've been called to be free. You've been called unto liberty. You've been given choices. God doesn't tell you every morning, here's your checklist. This is what you're supposed to do, right? He tells you, this is what I want you to become. I want you to become more like my son. I want you to use the Holy Spirit to to grow in the character and the nature by which you make decisions. So your character determines your decision-making process. You've been given choices and it says it's a mindset, basically. It's not just about your behavior, but character is deeper than that. Don't use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. You have to choose not to make your freedom just about you. But how does it affect everyone around you? As I've raised my kids, I've had lots of opportunities to to talk with them about decisions either they have made or some friends have made around them and the impact that it has had on relationships. The beautiful picture of of creation, right, is that, that you're sitting by a big pond and it's glass still. It is no wind, it is just amazing. And you pick up a small pebble, you throw it into the pond, right? And that initial reaction, ripples out through the entire pond your choices the way in which you choose to use your freedom ripples out into our world how do you indulge the freedoms that you are given do you do it selfishly do you say this is the freedom i have and i don't care how it affects other people Or do you say, this is a freedom I have, but I am willing to love other people, even if I have to give up a piece of what I believe I'm able to do? To serve one another humbly in love. This is the pattern that Jesus set for us. He gave up his life, folks. That's where we're at, right? This coming week, we're gonna celebrate Good Friday. We're gonna celebrate the bread and the cup. We're gonna celebrate the sacrifice that Christ made for us because he served us humbly in love. There are choices to use our resources. As we said in the first passage in 2 Corinthians, God gives us comfort so that we can comfort others And ultimately he gets the glory because we say, you know what, because God did this for me, I'm gonna do it for you. Isn't it amazing how our God comforts all of us? That's a way that you use your freedom to serve one another humbly in love. You give up, you could use your time, your money, your resources, however you choose. God doesn't give you a blueprint for that. He wants you to develop a character and a heart that directs your resources in one direction. The entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, that you love one another, that you love your neighbor as yourself. Character decisions are made when no one is looking. It's about who you are. Most of the time, most people will not see the decision-making process that goes on. It happens internally, right? We have to wrestle with the comfort that I've received from God, getting to a place where it's time that I see the needs of others and I begin to comfort others in their trouble. I begin to give it away freely as I use my time, my talent, my treasure my character development, right? Going back to what we're talking about, all the pain and the suffering that I went through, the comfort that I received as I persevered through it develops my character differently. And I love my neighbor more deeply because my character is different. Because I now empathize, I now feel what it is they're going through Differently, character decisions are made when no one is looking for the most part. It's the thing that that happens inside of your heart as you process a moment in time. An example would be as you are standing in line at a grocery store And the person in front of you is beginning to check out. They get to the end of their items and they have bought too many things for the money they have with them. Right. We've heard stories like this before that that. okay, they're five, ten dollars short. And in that moment, your character will tell you what you're going to do. Right. You have to process it. Sometimes it doesn't happen quick enough. And I'm not saying you're a bad person if this has ever happened to you, but sometimes you don't process it quick enough and you don't think, I can pay for that. But the more and more that you develop what Paul talks about, as you understand comfort from God, comfort for others, as you understand this Galatians passage, as you serve one another humbly in love, as you practice those things, then when moments come up, your first response will be, hey, I can take care of that $5 for this person. I feel badly that 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 need needs met. And I have been given enough to meet that need. And it becomes more instantaneous the more you practice it, the more you develop it, the more you go through suffering and perseverance and develop your character, the more you can then pass out hope to other people. And that is what is beautiful about this thing that we're talking about that we're on our way to hope together, but we wanna take other people on this journey with us as well. The destination is always more fun with others. It really does start with your heart. It starts with you getting connected with God, understanding the pain and the suffering that you may have had to go through in your life, Converting that into the long suffering of perseverance. Knowing that God was there in the long night of perseverance that you went through. And it shaped your character. I hope that you you never have had the experience of being homeless. but, But if you have, then you understand differently how you can get there. What can happen in your life that could precipitate a change in your finances such that would leave you without a place to stay? If that has happened to you in pain and in suffering and through perseverance, when you see somebody that is homeless, your character tells you something differently than someone that hasn't been there. Your heart speaks differently to the situation. You need to decide who you want to become. Bitter or better, right? Do you want to be more like the God of compassion? Humble yourself like the Son who is our Savior. Follow the Spirit that is willing to come alongside of you and develop your nature. To allow the Holy Spirit to be the one that that when you're standing in that grocery line says, hey, be generous, be kind, be faithful with what I have given you. You're gonna have to decide how you develop your, your character out of moments like we've been through in this past year. What does it look like? Have I developed a spirit of bitterness or am I better for having experienced it and I care more deeply about those who are around me? I want to love people better than I did before this year passed. Have I allowed God to deepen my character? There's a list later here in Galatians chapter five that you're familiar with. I know you've heard it here before and I wanna come back to it again today because it's so important. As we develop our character, it starts with our heart and it's a, it's a mindset, not just a behavior modification. Galatians chapter five, verses 22 to 26. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, Forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such thing, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And since we live by the Spirit... Let us keep in step with the spirit. Let us not become conceited and provoking or envying each other. Let's change our character. Let's not be conceited or, or think, hey, I got this all figured out. I'm more loving than so and so. I'm more joyful than so and so. Let's not be conceited about it, but let's continue to keep in step with the Spirit and measure ourselves by the Holy Spirit or by the Savior Jesus or by the God of all comfort. This is about a true, lasting heart. Change, something that can come out of this experience as we go through it together as the body of Christ. We can be bitter or we can be better. Are we going to choose self-preservation? Are you going to accept the comfort that God gives to you and just drink it in and just keep it? keep it until you're so saturated that God has to send you back to suffering to squeeze it out of you a little bit? Or are you going to find a way to allow your character to develop in such a way that you freely give away the comfort that you've received? That you care for others, you're not so worried about self-preservation anymore that you love your neighbor as yourself and you do it the way the Holy Spirit wants us to, by deepening our hearts and our character. Choose character development. <laughs> Choose to to set your sights on developing your character as you look to hope and you know that that's secure. We know that that's out there. We're gonna talk about that next week, that God has provided for us hope as Jesus died for the ungodly. You need to choose how that fits into your worldview, bitter or better, character development. Choose one of these areas. Love, joy, peace, patience or forbearance, kindness, goodness, Faithfulness, gentleness, self control. Choose one of those things today. Make it something that you want to grow in, to stretch yourself, to become more of for, uh, for someone else's benefit. Mine has been joy. I'm gonna be really vulnerable and and transparent. I care deeply about people in our world, but sometimes my empathy sucks up too much of the pain in our world, and, and I think about it too much, and I forget about all of the joy in our world, the way in which God continues to wake us up every day to give us breath in our lungs, to celebrate who he is. And I need to be better at spreading joy to appreciate what it is that God has done. So mine is joy. One that I wanna grow in and I wanna choose to develop is that. Learning to appreciate all that God does Every day, which one of these for you resonates as you understand clearly that the God of all comfort is in your situation, He allows you to have the comfort that you need and gives you an abundance of it so that you can spread it around. How are you going to choose to do that? Are you going to be more loving? more joyful, more peaceful, more patient, more kind? Are you gonna be better, right? Isn't that what goodness is about? I'm gonna be good. I want people to know that I am good. Faithful. Are you gonna be more faithful? Are you gonna be more gentle with those you come in contact with? Are you gonna exercise more self-control? Are you going to allow yourself to to hold your tongue a little more, maybe, about your opinion and and just listen a little more to someone else's heart? Whatever it is that you choose, I want you to remember that, that the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort is with you. As you develop this character, know that he has already done all of this on your behalf. And you have a choice to indulge your sinful nature and to to soak it all in and keep it for yourself or freely give it away to others. The choice is yours. I pray that as we come together and and we work as the local body here, Liberty, that we use those liberties, that we exercise those liberties for the benefit of those around us. That people will come into contact with someone from our church and say, you know what? I was really loved well by them. They were so gentle. Whatever it is that you choose, I pray that you are doing it so that we might complete our mission, that everything is from him and through him and to him and to God be the glory forever. Amen. Father, thank you for the way in which you use us. Lord, even in and through the pain and the suffering that we experience and we feel like we're all alone sometimes and we know that you enter into it with us, that you are the God of compassion, the God of all comfort that comforts us in our pain. I pray, Lord, that we would recognize that and that we would freely give away some of that comfort to someone else that we would love somebody better today because we know we have been loved. Lord, that our character would deepen and the decisions that we would make reflect you more clearly today. Lord, thank you for loving us. Pray that you would continue to strengthen us, open our eyes to see the needs around us as our character would dictate. Father, thank you for everything that you do. In Jesus' name, amen.